You are listening to Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Anna Caroline Caruso, an editorial associate here at NACM. Now let's dive into this week's top stories. This week, we're taking a look at the top challenges facing the construction industry. Brian Termail is the Vice President of Public Affairs and Strategic Initiatives at Associated General Contractors of America. He says three major obstacles come to mind for construction as a direct result of today's economy. Top three would be labor shortages, right? You know, our members continue to tell us it's hard to find workers out there to hire and that as a result that there are many projects that they're they're choosing not to bid on because they don't feel they've got enough people to do the work. Challenge number two supply chain everything from people have no idea when they're going to get key uh, building components delivered to how much they're going to pay for those materials the prices have been going up and they're and and it's like every week there's a shortage or difficulty sourcing some new product uh, that's different from the week before and then the third thing is just kind of market uncertainty it just seems like the economy's at this point where we're not it could go this way it could go that way maybe even this way we're just not sure and you know, nobody likes uncertainty, especially people who have got to decide, you know, what size payroll and how much equipment to purchase, lease, rent, etc. But when it comes to natural disasters, Termail says it's typically a double-edged sword for construction. As severe weather events become more common, the construction industry will play a pivotal role in disaster preparedness and recovery. There, there is a significant market opportunity for the construction industry in this sort of broader category of investments in resiliency as more and more communities look to you know raise road levels you know put in higher uh surf breaks um look at better ways to handle drainage uh stormwater drainage you know if they look at making buildings more energy efficient those are new investment, you know, new construction activity opportunities for the industry. So far this year, we've seen severe heat waves damage infrastructure in Europe, floods destroy businesses in Kentucky, and now we're heading into peak Atlantic hurricane season. Natural disasters caused roughly $35 billion in insured losses and $72 billion in global economic losses in the first half of 2022. Kurt Sorensen is a credit and collections manager at Entergy in New Orleans. He says disaster-proofing projects are becoming more common. I do think you are starting to see a lot more interest, uh, you know, I know in utility space on what they call resiliency of the grid. Um, and, and they're trying very hard to anticipate, you know, finding ways to harden, you know, the transmission lines. Profit opportunities also pop up for construction after a disaster strikes. But more opportunity sometimes comes with more risk. Your clients may or may not still be in business depending on what line of work you are in you know, what kind of line of construction you are. So, you know, as a material supplier, your customers are generally the ones who are doing the work for others. Those other people may have had their clients no longer exist. So you kind of have to, you know, really balance the question, balance your your attack on how you, you address your portfolio at this point. Tim Stein is the controller at Stein Lumber in DeRitter, Louisiana. He says it may be tempting to work with new customers that come in from out of town after a natural disaster, but you need to gather as much information as possible. Everybody's going to have a credit card, and uh, those first few days, that's what we will will take. They know they can get in and out real quick with a credit card. Always the concern we got are the ones coming in as new customers. We just get an onslaught of applications, and because sometimes 
we're running, our stores are, are running on a huge standby generator. We're not able to still check out uh, credit references or our um, credit agencies. We'll open it if everything checks out all right, but the more information you can give, the better. But we do accept credit cards. And so uh, what we'll do is uh, even offer them to set up a cash account with a, a credit card as a token, set them up all security codes. So when they people come in, uh, with a certain PIN number, they can charge on that customer's credit card. Check out the most recent e-news for the full story. That's all for this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. You also can register for next week's webinars, Know Your Customer, Data, Documentation, and Strategies to Avoid Bad Debt on Tuesday, North Dakota Lien and Bond Statutes, What You Really Need to Know on Wednesday, and a global expert briefing on Friday. Thank you.